0: Jordan, so I stand. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For almost 90 years, churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour, starting now. I am bound for the
1: well, thank you to our J. Webb for his kind words, and greetings to everyone. We are honored you've joined us today for this broadcast from the International Gospel Hour. We're thankful for each and every listener, and we are grateful to hear from so many of you and your kind words concerning our broadcast. It is our aim to bring forth the Word of God in our teaching, our instruction, and to help us all to live according to God and His will and His way. You know, I think about the passage from Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11, to where the Lord through Isaiah speaks of the rain and the sun, and how they both come down from above, and how they water the earth and tend to the earth to bring forth bread for the eater and seed for the sower the parallel there, God says, my word is the same. It's going to achieve that which I desire. It's going to come down and it's going to make the difference. We trust that our broadcast today will make a difference in your life. Let me tell you a little bit about the International Gospel Hour and our broadcast. We have a number of 15-minute broadcasts on a daily basis, along with this, our longer weekly 30-minute broadcast. We also have a weekly television broadcast, and we offer shorter, one- to two-minute radio segments through social media and a number of radio stations. We're thankful for every opportunity to speak the oracles of God, as Peter referred to them in 1 Peter 4.11 and in the Spirit, and in following the example of the Apostle Paul in Acts 20 and verse 27, we want to declare the whole counsel of God. On occasional daily broadcast, we have what we call the Are You Reading broadcast, and that's where I present well-written biblical articles, and they are presented to encourage our reading of the Word of God, and they are about the Word of God. We are very particular of these articles that we use here on International Gospel Hour. We will always note how good reading of the Word of God is important, and we understand good writing based upon the Word of God and by the authority of the Word of God. Must be good reading and to help one understand and grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, as we note in 2 Peter 3 and verse 18. We're also reminded in 1 Timothy 4 and verse 13 that Paul told Timothy, Until I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. And dear friends, we are again careful of the things that we read from our broadcast or read on our broadcast. We're concerned because we want it to be in accordance with the Word of God. Don't forget in Acts chapter 8, when the eunuch was reading the book of Isaiah, and Philip ran to the chariot and asked him if he understood what he was reading, the eunuch said, How can I, except some man should guide me? Well, the guidance that Philip brought forth was inspired, it was biblical, if you will, and it was in accordance with God and His will. And so the things that we bring forth through International Gospel Hour, especially articles that we share, must be the same. So today, for the first time on our longer broadcast, I want to present maybe an article or two for our study. Before we do that, might we encourage your reading with a free subscription to the Gospel Gleaner. This is a publication that we think you will find of great interest. It's laid out very well. It's biblical. And we are thankful for our relationship with the Gospel Gleaner. Here is our J. Webb with the details of how you can receive the Gospel Gleaner free. We at International Gospel Hour
0: are honored to offer the Gospel Gleaner, a free publication. For over 30 years, the Gospel Gleaner has presented sound biblical studies, published quarterly four times a year. Again, subscriptions are always free. Just go to gospelgleaner.com and sign up for either the mail or email version. Be sure to post in the comments like you heard it from the International Gospel
1: Hour. Now, let's continue our studies. Hugh Fulford is a gospel preacher and is an exceptional writer with many of his works published. And on a weekly basis, however, Brother Fulford sends out an email message titled, Hugh's News and Views. And it is that work that we wish to highlight with a recent article titled, Will Only the Church of Christ Be Saved? Now, friends, let me say that that is a question that comes up often. A question about, will only the Church of Christ be saved? Now, I'd like for you and I to consider what Brother Fulford will bring forth from the Scripture. And let's think on this and consider the teaching from the Bible. Brother Fulford begins... It used to be that when the church of Christ was first mentioned to many people, the response was, oh yes, I'm familiar with the church of Christ. They think they are the only ones who will be saved. And there is an old joke that illustrates this perception of the church of Christ. And it goes, a newcomer was being shown around in heaven and asked, what is that small building over there by itself? The response was, shh, that's the church of Christ and they think they are the only ones up here. Well, you know, ironically, it has been a long time since I have heard that old joke, and it has been a long time since I had heard many people say that members of the church think that they are the only ones who will be saved. I think this says something about the lack of biblical distinctiveness that has characterized our preaching over the last several decades, and how certain understandings and perceptions have changed, not necessarily for the better. The brutal truth is that many members of the Church of Christ are ashamed of the oneness and exclusiveness of the Church and are embarrassed by its claim to not be a denomination. No wonder they cannot explain the difference between the Church of the Lord and the denominations of men. They do not know the difference themselves. And now, friends, let's continue. Will the Church of Christ or will only the Church of Christ be saved. First, we need to understand how the word saved is used in our title. Nearly all religious groups agree that a person does something toward his own salvation, that there is a part he must play if he is to receive the salvation that God, by His grace, extends to mankind. This something may be no more than saying what is known as the sinner's prayer. It may be no more than just believing in one's heart that Christ is one Savior. Although it is often overlooked, there are numerous actions that practically every preacher of any professed Christian church would agree are good and desirable in being saved. Some may give a special emphasis or turn to some of these, but any person making a claim to being a Christian would think of the following actions as being desirable and in some way necessary to living as Christ directs. Number 1, believing in God. Number 2, believing in Christ as the Son of God. Number 3, turning from a life of sin and in true repentance begin following the example of Christ. Number 4, Confessing faith in Christ. Number five, being baptized. Number six, attending the services of the church and worshiping God. Number seven, reading and studying the Bible for spiritual instruction. Number eight, being prayerful. Number nine, loving God and one's fellow man. And number ten, exhibiting continual growth and devotion to God. These things are taught in almost every church because each of these is clearly taught in Scripture. Where, then, does the difference lie? The most significant difference comes in the question of just when the person who starts down this line of deeds is to be regarded as saved or forgiven of his past sins. At what point is he born again into the family of God translated into the kingdom of God's dear Son. On this there is much difference. Some say that one is saved at the instant one believes, or salvation by faith only. Others would say that one is not saved until he has both believed in Christ and repented of his sins. Still, others affirm that a person is not actually born again until he has been baptized. So, our real problem is to find out with which of these actions, agreed to by all as being scriptural teaching, is a person to be regarded as saved from his past sins and made a citizen of Christ's spiritual kingdom. Let us examine the scriptures as they did in Acts 17:11 and consider the following. Galatians 3:27 For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. 1 Corinthians 12:13 For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Romans 6.4 Therefore we were buried with Him by baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Acts 22.16 And now, why are you waiting? Arise, and be baptized, and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Now it should be noted that Saul's faith in Christ began on the road to Damascus. In the city he continued in prayer and fasting. So here we have a man who has already believed in Christ, and who has repented of his sins, but who is still in his sins. He is instructed by the messenger of God to be baptized to have his sins washed away. To say that one today loses his sins before he is baptized is to offer a way of salvation not open to Saul of Tarsus, who became the Apostle Paul, or any other New Testament convert. If we are willing to let the Bible settle the issue, we now know from the Previous scriptures, when it is that a person has his sins washed away, is put into Christ, is inducted into the body of Christ, the church, Colossians 1.18, and is made a new creature to walk in a new life, when he completes the process as far as baptism." The other things are, of course, necessary to living as a faithful Christian and thus to being finally approved of God and eternally saved. But they come after one is converted to Christ or saved from his alien sins. Now, let us suppose that a person has just been saved in the way the Bible teaches as previously noted. Of what group is he now a part? He has been baptized into the one body, we saw that in 1 Corinthians 12.13, translated into the kingdom of God's dear Son, Colossians 1.13, and born into God's family, John 3.3-5. But each of these expressions is merely a figure of speech referring to the church. The body is the church according to Ephesians 1:22 and 23. The kingdom is the church, Matthew 16:18 and 19, and the family of God is the church, 1 Timothy 3:15. So when a person is saved in the way the Bible teaches, he automatically becomes a part of the church. The Lord adds the saved to the church, Acts 2:47. The church, as spoken of in the New Testament, is simply the aggregate of all the saved. It refers to all those who have completed their conversion to Christ. It is referred to by many as the invisible church, but that expression is never used in the Scriptures, and the idea of such is not rooted in Scripture. We need to remember that denominational divisions did not characterize the followers of Christ in New Testament times. In fact, denominations did not exist until hundreds of years after the beginning of Christianity. In only 13 of more than 100 references to the church in the New Testament, it is called anything other than the church. Then it is referred to by the name of its owner, like Church of God, 1 Corinthians 1, 2, Church of the Lord, Acts 20, verse 28, the American Standard Version, Churches of Christ, Romans sixteen sixteen. None of these designations, however, was ever intended to be an official name for the church, but merely a descriptor to tell whom the church, the saved group, belongs and to whom it is committed. Those of us in the church today usually refer to ourselves as the Church of Christ, because this is one of the expressions used in the scriptures to designate the church, and it signifies to whom we belong. But it is not our desire that this becomes our official patented name to set us forth as a denomination, however... Legal necessity and divided religious conditions force us to use some designation consistently. We wish the situation were as in the New Testament times when one could merely speak of the church, and all would know that he referred to all those who have been redeemed from their sins by the blood of Christ. Acts 20.28 Now, against the above background, what we have just previously presented we now can answer the question, Will only the church of Christ be saved? If we substitute the word church for the phrase church of Christ, which, as we have seen in the New Testament, refers to the same group, our question then becomes, Will only the church be saved? But since we have also learned that church is the Bible term used to designate all those who have been saved from their sins by the blood of Christ, then the answer is obvious. Yes, only those in the church have been saved from their sins. Only the saved, the church, have the hope and promise of eternal salvation in heaven. The real difficulty raised by the question of whether only those in the church of Christ will be saved is in seeing the church from an undenominational viewpoint. We, of course, have no right to believe that only those in, quote-unquote, our denomination will be saved. But when it is seen that what we mean when we speak of the church of Christ is not a denomination but all those who have been saved from their sins by Christ in His way, then it is not hard to understand that only those in that body have the promise of eternal salvation. The question could as easily read, Will only those in the body of Christ, the kingdom of Christ, the family of God be saved? To those who accept New Testament teaching, the answer is obvious. We appreciate Brother Fulford and his careful, gracious writing on this subject. Dear friends, there are a lot of questions about the church we read of in the New Testament. And when we speak of the church, we wish to send people back to the Bible to be a member of the church we read of in Scripture. Now, I realize that sharing this with you, that maybe you would think, you know, I'd like to have a copy of that. We will make this track. We have converted this article into track form here at International Gospel Hour. It's a simple three-fold track that we will send to you absolutely free. Now, here's what you do. You can reach out to us by giving us a call toll-free at one eight five igh 6988 and leave your name, your address, and just say, track offer. That's all you have to do. Just, again, one eight five igh 6988 And just say, let's do it this way. How about church tract offer? That's all you have to say. Or church tract. Let's just try that. That's simple. Church tract. Let's do it again. One eight five 855 igh 6988 Leave your name, address, and just say, Church Tract. That's it. Now, you may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com and click on the Contact tab, and just leave us the same information, name, address, and type, Church Tract, in the message box. And we will send it right away. Now, if you would like for us to send this to you by email, we can do that as well. Just leave us your email address, and then we will gladly send the track in PDF form. This is a follow-up to our article today that is titled, Will Only the Church of Christ Be Saved? As you have heard this, we'd like for you to look it over in careful consideration of the things written therein. We appreciate our listeners here at International Gospel Hour. And as we mentioned earlier in our broadcast about our friends at Gospel Gleaner, we also have friends at HouseToHouse.com. We want to take just a few seconds and let you hear about their good work, and I'll be back with another brief article.
0: We at International Gospel Hour appreciate our co-laborers at HouseToHouse.com, an outstanding website with topic research, free materials, and an excellent media section. Check it out today at HouseToHouse.com, and please request a free copy of House to House, Heart to Heart. May this be of aid in your studies.
1: Dear friends, time allows us to consider another well-written article, I mentioned earlier in our broadcast of our friends with the Gospel Gleaner. The late Bill Dillon is a former editor of the Gospel Gleaner publication. And well over 20 years ago, as of this recording, he penned an article called True Religion. Let's listen to these words. So many religions. Why are there so many religions and churches? How can we know which is right? Well, these are questions weighing heavily on men's minds. As long as man assumes that God will accept any worship, regardless of whether that particular kind of worship is what God Himself desires, there will continue to be a multiplicity of religions the Lord never intended. The modern religious world, with its denominationalism and have your way, mumbo-jumbo approach to deity, is not what God ever purposed. Such a state of religious babble is not sensational, it is sinful." The adapted versions of Christianity available today are humanistic in orientation and origination. They are religions of convenience, not conviction. And though multiplying millions sincerely believe a falsehood, it is a falsehood still. Can all ways of worship lead to God? How can they when they all contradict each other? The eternal God has not left us in doubt. The question is, how can we know which is true? The answer is that, true religion will be a revealed religion. True religion will not find its foundation in human desire, whim, or caprice, but in the fact that it comes directly from God. A revealed religion does not come from a charismatic or dynamic religious leader, but directly from God. The genuine or revealed religion is the one where God speaks to mankind This is exactly what the Bible claims to be. The Bible is the oldest and only credible religious message in the world. The message of genuine religion will not be to flatter us and to tickle our religious fancies. True religion will not cater to human folly nor elevate human will to be supreme to the will of God. True religion will not be man-centered but God-oriented. In a world of religious darkness, the Bible shines as the clear light from above, banishing the blackness of religious confusion. The Bible is true. The Bible is right. May it ever shine unto eternal day. We appreciate these kind words by the late Bill Dillon of the Gospel Gleaner, and grateful that we could present to you another article Well written and biblically based on this, our special broadcast today from International Gospel Hour. Now friends, we've shared with you some good reading, but we're also thankful to present to you what we believe is good viewing. The International Gospel Hour is available in a number of television markets, but available 24-7 on our YouTube channel. Here is our J-Webb with more details about our YouTube channel, then I will come back and wrap up our broadcast.
0: Friends, you've listened to us over the air and online for years, and now you can see the International Gospel Hour program on our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube and put International Gospel Hour in the search engine, and it will take you there. Please subscribe and click on the bell. You'll be notified each time a program is uploaded. It's free. Subscribe on YouTube today.
1: Dear friends, we hope this special broadcast of our weekly broadcast of International Gospel Hour has been profitable to you today. Please feel free to reach out to our friends at thegospelgleaner.com and receive your free publication. And we were honored to read moments ago an article from the Gospel Gleaner from the late Brother Bill Dillon. Also, we appreciate Brother Hugh Fulford and his writings and thankful that we could present to you the study today Will Only the Church of Christ Be Saved. We hope that study was a help to you, and again, you may receive that in track form by contacting us at 1-855-IGH-6988 with your name and address or email address if you prefer it pdf. And then also, you can leave us a message at InternationalGospelHour.com by clicking on the Contact tab and leaving us the information pertinent. We hope that you will tune in to our YouTube channel, view our work there, our friends at HouseToHouse.com, and join us right here next time for the International Gospel Hour radio broadcast. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Jeff Archie and friends, keep listening. you.